Hello and welcome to another edition of the Shuttlesworth Initiative podcast. I'm your host, Jay Christian, along with my co-host, Chris Green, back for another pod, a new year, 2018, our best foot forward, our best content yet. Chris, I'm pumped, my friend. Jay, I'm pumped too. Uh, first show of the new year. We're 10 days late, but you know what? You don't want to rush, genius. You just let it happen. And here we uh, are. As a, as a certain team in the Northeast says, trust the process, right? <laughs> yes, trust this process. Everyone. <laughs> uh, Happy New Year's to everyone listening out there, wherever you may be catching our show. We want to take this time to remind you that you can find me and Chris on uh, a series of platforms. We're on Blog Radio TV. Uh, part of the OTG family of podcasts. We give a shout out to all those guys producing awesome content day in and day out. Uh, whatever your flavor, whatever your team, whatever you're into, uh, check out the boys at OTG Off the Glass um, and our series of pods on blogradio.com, uh, on iTunes. And if you want to get a little reading done on your commute in and out of work, you can also check out the OTG.com website. Uh, sorry, that's otgbasketball.com. Uh, our editor will kill me if I get that wrong. Uh, you can also find me at, at jchris206 on Twitter. Chris, why don't you give the people your Twitter Twitter handle? Yes, that's going to be Gotham underscore city 2355. And if you ever want to talk to Chris about Gotham City, just let him know. I will uh, talk in your <laughs> off and talk about them. So we're back, and our favorite basketball dynasty uh, has not disappointed. Uh, LeVar Ball. Yes. Go figure. Is back in the news um, on a number of levels. Uh, the, the younger ball boys, uh, Lamelo and Leangelo, have embarked on their professional careers overseas. Um, but I would argue that stateside uh, is where most of the news is coming from, for, from the Baldashians, as uh, a guy, Clint Yates <laughs> on ESPN, likes to refer to him, a, a phrase he coined. Chris. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on these head coaches getting a little salty in their britches about LeVar Ball and the access he gets from ESPN? Well, only can someone, and it's classic America, to send two of his kids to Lithuania, have over 100,000 people tune in to watch a live feed on Facebook, myself included, and America is upset that this guy gets coverage. Yep. He he brought 100,000 eyes to to watch his two kids play and not even on the national team stage. It was the lower level team. And, and you could definitely tell by, if you watch the game, it was lower level talent, but sure. Um, yeah. I, you know, you have a contract between ESPN and the NBA and the coaches, you know, have gone along with it in varying degrees from, you know, Popovich who basically says nothing as the curmudgeon to <laughs> Steve Kerr, who is very willing and open to discuss everything. Sure. Um, but you have a contract. You sure. cannot be upset at content, um, especially if you're not going to allow ESPN to set your lineup or make team decisions. You can't then say, well, you're not allowed to go ahead and show this man on TV because he's giving you ratings. And right. that's that's all that it's about. Right. I mean, I'm sure that if the NBA decided to cut ties with the contract ESPN, that you know, TNT would pick them up or TBS or whoever, but I've never seen one person rattle so many people. <laughs> and and historically, the NBA coaches have been one of the tightest fraternities ever. Sure. I mean, no right. one with the exception of maybe Phil Jackson sends pot shots to other coaches. Everyone's right. very, you know, to the defense of others. And 
You know, I think two things can be true at the same time. You, you can defend LeVar Ball for his entrepreneurship, the direction, his goal that he would like in the end. And then I think that you can also agree that there are some techniques that may hurt his son and down the line, his other sons. Sure. Because really, eventually what has to happen is Magic Johnson saying, either you tone it down or we trade your son. <laughs> right. And I well, don't see, I mean, I don't know how you keep him quiet either way. Right. I just, uh, I mean, this is why I love doing the pod with you, my friend, because I, you made me think about some things that I hadn't even considered. Uh, first point, with, um, with respect to the NBA and the partnership, right? I think it's right. laughable to have Rick Carlisle grandstand and stand oh, and be sort of have their arms folded. It's, it's an agreement. It's a partnership. You're like, it's clear when they go talk to when, you know, Israel Gutierrez or someone talks to these coaches, they don't want to do it between time right. and commercial breaks, but right. it's, you know, collectively bargained or it's contracted with ESPN rather. So you have to do it. So the thought that you would get on a platform and say, we're just not going to talk to you anymore. If you cover LeVar ball, right? Not even if you ask right. me LeVar ball questions, but if you cover him, we will restrict access. Well, and this wasn't even an ESPN story that came out. It was right. the local LA times story right. where he was criticizing Luke Walton. And what do you do about that? You right. Can't. Right. Exactly. And I just, and to your point and with the Facebook thread, or with the Facebook feed, that's an interesting point too, because and, and you know ESPN is the one that gets locked into this. But like you're right, I think it's a larger point on media and how we consume content. And I think right. people at ESPN will tell you this unequivocally. It's just th the reason ESPN can crush Fox, uh, Fox Sports One, and mm -hmm. other people that try this game is because they have the games, right? Whether right. you like Dan Levitard or Romani Jones or Jamel Hill, if you want to watch a game, if you want to watch that college football championship we saw the other night, you yep. have to go to ESPN. Yep. Now, when Netflix and YouTube and Facebook and Amazon start signing these billion-dollar deals with, with these leagues, then it's a game-changer, right? Right, right. If you say subscriptions are down, it's like, okay, that's like saying, well, you know, Coca-Cola sales are down. It's like, okay, well, we're still Coca-Cola, so thank you very much, right? Right, so, absolutely. I think well, that's what's it, laughable about the criticism of ESPN, quote unquote, failing, as number right. 45 likes to say. Right. Um, it, they 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 have cornered the market. You have to go to ESPN at some point to watch yes. some sort of game. You absolutely do. I Th think there's no right. way around it. Right. And so, so for for again, for LeVar Ball to be this change agent, this person that's fostering in these views for a game, like you said, what even, uh, you know, USA basketball competition. It was just some guys right. in Lithuania. It even went that again. There are literally hundreds of leagues you could simulcast that are better yep. than the Lithuanian, you know, traveling Harlem Globetrotter league that they're playing right, right now, right? Yeah. Uh, there are dozens, dozens of leagues you could go to for, you know, to, to watch better basketball. But the right. fact that, again, this is on brand for LeVar Ball, how about we think about these things in a different way? How, how about we think about the constructs of um, owning, owning your content, of putting yourself out there and sort of being your own boss? and untethered to these, you know, uh, sort of antiquated notions of what we think about sports, that's on brand with LeVar. I agree with you on that point as well, taken with, you know, two things can be true. LeVar Ball can be a change agent and also not be doing it the best way he can. Right. Um, but I, and this is me just, I don't know, maybe just rooting too hard and standing too hard for LeVar, is I view it as he's just inexperienced. He's a man with an idea, but he would benefit from, you know, uh, the rich Pauls of the world, putting their arms right. around LeVar, showing him the way and how to leverage, you know, this, this platform that he has. 
Well, but to LeVar's credit, everything that he's done up until this point, doing it his way has worked. Right. He, yep. he, ever since LeVar, uh, uh, Lonzo was in high school, he's put this plan forth and I mean, he's gotten his way every single time. So right. it's hard to then say just because he's got quote unquote negative backlash, it's mm-hmm. still, it's still feedback. He, he still yep. gets access and now ESPN's given him a platform. Uh, it's, it's laughable to hear, you know, first take, uh, argue about he should or should not have a platform when, when essentially they gave him the platform. I mean, everybody oh, had course. him on the show. And it drove ratings. Everyone tuned in. I watched clips afterwards. I mean, even though he says ludicrous stuff, uh, we have an example of someone saying ludicrous stuff, and then now he's the president. So there is no wrong way necessarily to do something if you still get the goal that you set out to do. And so he still deserves credit for what he's doing. And the fact that all these coaches are banding together speaks. uh, I've never seen coaches this worried about an individual. (laughs) Never, ever. And, and, and then two points on that, two, like the hypocrisy in two situations that are just laughable to me. The fact that a company that started a brand, started a movement or, you know, coined a phrase, embrace debate, which yep. to me has always been code for, I'm just going to be dickish and contrarian just because <laughs> I can't, right? Yeah. Like, find the contrarian they, point and let's well, make an hour out of it. Exactly. Like if yeah. you I'll give you an example, I'll take it out to politics, for example, just to prove my larger point. If we want to talk about the environment, right, or say social security, something like that, right, something a little more, if you say, okay, we both agree there should be a way to take care of the elderly once they, you know, cannot work anymore, and how does society do that? If I have this sort of, you know, liberal position, quote unquote, on how we do that and how we fund that system, and you have a more conservative bend, then we will debate what is better in these, in the, you know, to solve social security, right? But we have ideas and we'll embrace that debate and debate what is best. But the central tenet of, yes, we should fix Social Security remains the same. With this right. whole embrace debate culture, it's like, nah, LeBron's not that good. Let's just talk. <laughs> right. like, are we debating that? Is that the debate? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and so yep. that's just an example of just so a, a whole there are people that have made their careers on being contrary. And I, I mean, I'll give you an example. Another one um, I heard on the radio, ESPN radio. Um, it's a new show out with Will Kane. Uh, yep. I, don't, I don't care for Will Kane too much. I mean, I don't think. Yeah, I don't either. I, I mean, I think there's worse people. Who's my man on Fox? Uh, Skip. No, 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 no. Who's the guy? Travis. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Clay yep. Travis. Oh, yep. no. So Will Kane's not Clay Travis to me. But right. I, I'm just like, ah, it's not really my. Well, Will Kane is the epitome of contrarian. That, that's yes. what just he does to me. I was going to say. His, he, his, he always his, denies it, but I swear that's what he does. I swear on his ads, they were like, oh, well, he may not like what he says, but you have to. I was like, that's code for This guy's going to say something to piss me off, but I should just yeah, sit just there wants, and listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he keeps saying it. He's just holding his truth. And I'm just like, no, that's not how that works. You're just <laughs> trying to get clicks. I love that. And I love like if we're at a party and you're like, oh, well, Jay needs to go talk to this guy. He's a dick, but right. yeah, he'll make you think. It's like, no, I did not come to this party <laughs> to talk to that guy. Like I'm purposely, exactly. I just thought that was, a, it's a funny ad campaign because the show just right. launched and I was thinking that, and it's, it's like, well, you got well, to fell into his to lap say. too. I mean, oh, well, yeah. with, with yeah. Rosillo leaving, I mean, he got real lucky that he got that. I heard that Rosillo is going to Barstool, right? Is he going to be on XM? Well, you know what? I, I hadn't heard that. I, I, I just saw the reason he was leaving is because he wanted to do like some screenplays and stuff that was in film. Oh, and he was eventually going to take some time off and maybe join the podcast with uh, SVP that he does. Oh, okay. Um, 
but kind of rejoining Good. those two guys. Get the band back together. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I hadn't heard the barstool angle, which, which honestly as barstool strikes me as more conservative anyway. So, and Rosillo certainly is more conservative. So I feel like he would do well over there. Yeah, no. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, I think there's some great things that Barstool does and then there's other parts they're just, you know, playing to a playing to a base just in right. that phrase. Yep. But um yeah, so that my, that was my first point with the embrace debate, the hypocrisy of that. The second one is now, and I think you know where I'm going with this, for the last couple seasons, particularly last season, the NBA and all these TV partners paid a buttload of money <laughs> to get these games, right? Right. Tune in to Spurs Golden State to see uh, Andre Iguodala versus Manny Ginobili because Kawhi was sitting and Steph was sitting. And so the the TV partners went to the NBA and said, look, we paid all this money to see the stars play. This is the NFL. This league runs on stars. When there are stars, right. it's not a coincidence that the NBA was great in the 80s and 90s. And then after, oh, I don't know, Michael Jordan left for the second time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a terrible period of basketball. Like it runs right. on the stars for better or worse. And these TV partners came to the NBA the last couple of years and said, look, man, you got to do something to get these guys on the court. This is what we paid for. And the right. NBA and the coaches and Popovich, right? He's, it, yep. He does it so much. It's endearing now to us, right? They said, yep. go kick rocks. You don't tell us what to do. We're trying to win games. We're trying to win a championship. You know, go blank yourself, right? Yep. <laughs> but that same group of people, the Stan Van Gundys, the Rick Carlos of the wild world are saying, if you talk to LeVar, you can't have access anymore. I feel like yep. the hypocrisy of that is it would be funny if it wasn't so sad, I think. Yeah, it's it's almost it's it's just I don't even know if it's outright hypocrisy as as much as it is just the inability to be across the line just similar feelings on things. It's almost as if they've forgotten their stance on something. And yep. here it is slapping them in the face. Uh, it, it's it really is kind of baffling that they have that. I, I know that Stan Van Gundy, when he was doing, uh, I think he was doing a few games. He got he got a pretty good contract from ESPN to uh, broadcast some of the games as, as color commentator. And he got mad because they were kind of shifting him in a direction to where they were kind of feeding him on what to say versus doing the Jeff Van Gundy scenario where he kind of goes off on tangents. Mm-hmm. And Stan said, you know, you don't pay someone a lot of money and then try to dictate what they can and can't do with it. And I'm <laughs> right. like, Stan, what are you doing? Right. That, exactly. that is what you're doing now. Exactly. So uh, it's, I, I, I do want to bring a larger point and I'm going to read you three names. Oh, great. And out of these three names, I want you to pick the two people that got criticism and maybe the one person that didn't. And then maybe you'll see my larger point. Ooh, goody. A so, quiz. I like it. Let's LeVar Ball. Yep. Richard Williams. Yep. Serena, his father, and Archie Manning. Mm. All very vocal. One got looked at, well, he's just looking out for his kid. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't want to go to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Wants to go to the Giants. Yep. While the other two are looked at as they just need to be quiet. Mm. Yep. Archie was a little bit behind the scenes and regarded as a quote-unquote top-notch quarterback, Mm -hmm. whereas the other two aren't legends in their field. So my Mm -hmm. question is, it's all driven by race. There is a race element to that. Is it also because it's not Michael Jordan's son? Ah, that is a good question. And I think, um, you know, I think that – 
the Shittles were because the initiative we, pod. We know race. Are, we know race is part of it. Yes, period. I think I, I think that's absolutely right. I think I think it's interesting with the Archie Manning point. I think I put that on Facebook. I had a friend of mine because I said I said on Facebook earlier. Um, you know, I had no idea who Archie Manning was until I knew who Peyton Manning was. I had no clue. And then I had a, yeah, a friend I, of mine. I had to read. I had to see the Peyton Manning story to know yes. about Archie. So, yes. Yeah. I uh, and I had a friend of mine hit me, and he's he's from New Orleans. He's like. Archie Manning was a pro bowler and he's 11 time and they just weren't good. I was like, well, yeah, shit. That's what I'm saying. He wasn't good. Like he wasn't, I, yeah, I get it. They, I, I get it. Like he was playing. Like I know. I they mean, had bags like, over their head, Jay. They were the ain'ts. Right. This whole, first of all, time, like just sidebar. If you're a Saints fan or rocking with the Saints, like this is all recent history, right? Like this right. is not like these yeah. wins. This is all. Yeah, you don't this have that all, bag yeah. that you put over your head right. in storage memory. The, yeah, this great Saints teams. This is all since I was an adult, right? This is <laughs> right, yeah. like they were good, and they went down. This is the Drew Brees trade from the Chargers that yes. made this possible. Like from then on, you didn't even draft them. That's so. exactly right. Um, so, I, yeah, so so, and that's what I told my friends. Like, yeah, he is. I'm sure he's good, and I'm sure he, he never has to buy a cup of coffee or a beer in right. New Orleans ever again. I get it, or in Mississippi for that matter. Uh, but I don't know who he is, right? right? And I didn't know it was a cover story for Peyton Manning. It was like a never forget a Sports Illustrated college preview, like in '96. And it's like Peyton Manning's picture, and his dad was on the on the bottom fold of the cover. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, and his father's image or something like that. And that's why I found out about Archie Manning. And I'll do you one better because the argument can be made. Well, Archie played the game, and you know this, that, yep. and the other. That's where Fair I want to go with it. But that and that's fine. But two things. Archie did dictate those terms uh, in terms of where Eli Manning was going to go. And he's basically like, look, I got my brains beat in for 11 years. I don't want my boys to have that same fate. I mean, the principle of it is not different than what LeVar's doing, in my opinion. Uh, no, it's it, not. It, it's it's not. LeVar is just out in public more than Archie may have been back in 2000. Which, uh, that's by what, the way, that's the only difference. That's my second point. So two things. One Okay, Archie Manning is a great football player, right? Great. Obviously, okay as an uh, NFL player, I think we'd say much better as a college player. I think we would agree. Yes. Like, if you start doing rankings, he ranked higher in the college ranking than a player. For sure, for sure. But there's nothing in his past, in my opinion, that merits his first seat on that college football playoff committee, right? They're like, uh, and Archie yeah, Manning. No, exactly. exactly. It's like, why? It's like, well, because he's a great player. There's tons of great players that could have been in that spot. He's yeah. in that spot in part. Because if his found celebrity since circa 1998, why right. is he famous now for people other than, you know, folks from Old Miss or from Louisiana? It's because right. of his sons. And there's no, sure. I'm not saying he's not famous anyway, but I'm right. just saying I know uh, he's an ESPN, he's in Sports Center commercials, he's on this college football committee. His other son Cooper, who hadn't played a down in 30 years, has a job at Fox Sports. Exactly. Or, or the, the pregame show again. Yep. Not saying Cooper to, to blame Lavar for getting famous off right. of his sons is weak, the worst argument someone can make. I agree. I historically, agree. that's his. My my question is because you were the top notch player in your sport or mm-hmm. top notch mind in your field, does that does that usually mean that you're good at either talent evaluating or have the say so in a scenario where no, my son would do better in this team because. If you look at most of the organizations that have done well, they people picking teams have, have never played basketball, have never right. played football. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan is the worst talent evaluator while being the <laughs> best player ever. So right. 
I don't think when people say, well, Archie is an 11 time, whatever. So right. Right. uh, What does that mean? John Elway got, has horrible quarterbacks in Denver gets Peyton lucky. And now he's back to no quarterback, but he's considered top notch quarterback. So why are we lacking in that field then all of a sudden? Right. So I don't think you have to be great in your field all of a sudden know what you're talking about when it comes to that sport. Right. No. And I agree. And I think, you know, you look at, like I say, again, the rise of arch. And I mean, if we want to go to a darker turn, I mean, I, I always tell, you know, I wrote an article once about LeVar Ball. I said, you know, he's not t- Todd Marinovich's pops, right? He didn't have oh, the kids out there. Oh, he's all time worst. I mean, you know, in some ways yeah. you could argue that LeVar's not on his boys, you know, not on their butts enough because right. that the kids aren't quite in shape. You know, Tom Renovich, his dad, uh, you know, had him, you know, had him sound like a robot. Yes, exactly. I think he's called Robo QB, right? Yeah, that's right. So, um, uh, LeVar Ball hasn't been that. He's not Jennifer Capriotti's dad. I mean, Richard Williams kind of figured out how to be with his girls by watching Jennifer Capriotti and her story and her pops, basically, right? And I mean, it's just funny. Like, he's not that. And I mean, when Peyton got into that, incident and the sexual assault, alleged sexual assault on the UT, on the UT, I'm Texas guy, the Tennessee <laughs> campus, yep. not the UT campus, University of Texas, the Tennessee campus with the, with the uh, trainer at the time, yep. uh, there were reports out there that Archie Manning was going to school and saying, Hey, you know, sort of besmirching the, the reputation of that woman, basically. Yep. Put it that way. And yep, that got swept under the rug and I still swept, see people yep. calling for Jameis's head. Yes, that is exactly so, right. So I, I think that's interesting. So when you have to you have to evaluate, I think, what is going on with the Lavar pushback. I think race is a huge component. I think he's oh, just huge. A, a loud black man. And I also and I have this argument too that with respect to the NBA, and this is I think this is race adjacent. I don't know if it's racial per se, but I think it's close to it. In that the NBA is really good at this idea of, and I, you know, having played AAU and stuff, I've seen this a lot, just kind of how the game goes a little bit, but the NBA is really good with the, you know, you know, you're the the single black mom and she's got the boy and you're the real MVP. And right, right. I remember when I was a kid, there was a movie that made for TV movie. The I is about Isaiah Thomas's mom. Uh, she's like fighting off gangs in Chicago and got Isaiah, uh, very powerful, good, good movie, yeah. but the NBA is okay with the mom working the jobs and you got these coaches looking out for people for the, for the young, you know, black kid coming up. Um, Like they do that easy. That one's not hard. What's tough. And when you think about the history of the NBA, what's tough is when there's a dad in the, in the, in the picture, right? Yeah. You're right. I think, I think every time, a lot of times fathers in the picture get cast as, like the uncle from he got game, right? Like, Oh, he's just taking advantage of the <laughs> yep. kids. Wait, who's, yep. the, uh, who's my guy? What's his, um, God, what's his name? Is it not Bill Nunn? Is it Bill Nunn? I forget. We got to look it up, but he's the uncle that wants, I want to, I want a Lexus and your aunt wants this. We took care of you, Jesus. And oh, yeah, know, the guy in the Merced. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what yes. the dad gets cast as. Like think about the dads that we sort of, that are sort of pushed in front in the NBA, right? It's like Calvin Hill, right? He's, you know, his wife was roommates with yep. Hillary Clinton and he played for the Cowboys or, yep. or, or Michael Jordan's dad before he passed away or Steph Curry's pops, right? It's, yep. it's Adele Curry it, it versus, you know, oh, J.R. Smith is this thug. Like, no, he's not. He's middle-class kid from New Jersey. And oh, exactly. you know, his yep. father's been his life his whole time. J.R., when he won the championship, 
It's like I credit my dad and my folks for keeping me. Yeah, got the, emotional over it. Even. Got very emotional. Dad was sitting right there while he was he's at right the podium. There. That's exactly yeah. right. Uh, Kyrie Irving, you know, and, and his dad gets labeled, oh, he's kind of difficult in Cleveland. Was he? I mean, he's a guy. Yeah, dad, true. His true. Raised his sister and he by himself, right? So I think the NBA, it's interesting. Like they can do single black mom and we pick up your kid and they're on the AAU team and that's a great story. But I don't know. It's funny when it's the the strong black man in the picture, how that sort of plays out. Certain a certain type, right? And and again, like I don't right. And they want to keep the stereotype of well, we we need to see more black fathers in these young kids' lives. And then here is one that's doing the ultimate, Mm -hmm. and it's there's pushback against it. It's contradicting, right? And we never yeah. That guy's name was Uncle Bubba, and it's Bill Nunn. Bill Nunn, my guy. Bill Nunn called my shot. Uh, yeah. Uncle Bubba. Yeah. That was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, you're so, right. That is almost how LeVar's kind of looked at is kind of, oh, yeah. he has his own. Now there's no doubt that LeVar likes a spotlight either. I mean, he invites oh, sure. the camera anytime, uh, but that's just anybody likes camera. Uh, I mean, he, if you're getting it shoved in your face and you're confident, you, you love it, you eat it up. So yeah. that's what, you know, Facebook live is for people eat that stuff up to <laughs> exactly. get on camera, get what my content perfect- out there. What a perfect partnership, right? That's right. the nail on the head. Facebook Live and LeVar Ball, right? Get your story out there and get, you know, yep. get, get, you know, make, create your own content, right? And I always say with LeVar, notice who, where the tension comes from, right? Notice, okay, my kids don't have to go to UCLA, you know, uh, screw you, Steve Alford. Like, watch Dick Vitale and Fran Fischilla and all these people. You know, and not for, I haven't heard Fran say anything. It's not fair. Dick Vitale, I'll say for sure. Um, but watch who, how they push back on that. Who's my guy, George Raveling, I think, from Adidas or from Nike? Uh, you know, we'd never signed LeVar. Worst thing happened in college basketball, you know, ever. Oh, I saw that. Yep. You know, not not the Baylor scandal with Dave Bliss, not the point shaving scandal from like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and yep. 90s. None of that's the worst thing that happened in college basketball. What's the worst thing is, um, is uh, LeVar Ball. Watch who, watch what sort of institutional systems in place yep. want you to stay, you know, want athletes to stay, you know, broke dumb. That's the thing about LeBron, right? That's one of the reasons I think that you love him so much is the, the power <laughs> he's putting back into uh, giving to the athlete rather. Like, oh, yeah, for I, sure. 100%. That's he, he where, where he may fall short to Jordan on the court in some accolades. He is above and beyond when it comes to speaking on politics, social issues. Uh, Jordan says Republicans buy sneakers too, and that's all you yep. can really get out of them. So, right. yeah, LeBron, that's that really is one of the main reasons he, he's so awesome to me. Now, I would like to see, you know, playing contrarian, a la Will Kane, I would <laughs> like to see LeVar leverage the platform a little more. I mean, I think. Well, he, if he, that league comes out yes. and he's serious about getting the top high school. Somebody is bankrolling this. I, yes. I don't know where it's coming. And maybe multiple people. Got to be Facebook. People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody is bankrolling this to where he's able to potentially pay top-notch tier one high school seniors uh, ten grand a month. Right. Um, so if, if that can work, that will hurt the college game. If he can get – now, it, it won't hurt it necessarily right away because I think what people will find is once you start putting teams together of eight to ten players um, – and it really is looked at as a development league for the NBA. You're mm-hmm. you're putting that many top-notch players. I mean, I guess it could be looked at as AAU ball where everyone's kind of joining together for super teams. But mm-hmm. I, uh, 
putting people together that um, I guess really it is kind of like AAU. Um, as long as the product is good and everyone's been kind of down on the AAU basketball lately, uh, I think it will cause an issue with, with college basketball because no longer will it be Duke has the number one recruiting class and here they're getting these, you know, three, five star recruits and, and may, maybe Duke can only get the three star now because right. everyone is going to get paid and 10 grand a month when you're 17, 18. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like no doubt. Am right. I doing that? Right. I remember uh, I may have told you the story once I was in a uh, law school and I had a sports law class and uh, we were talking about uh, the eligibility rule and uh, whether or not I should be able to go right out of high school. And someone yeah. said, well, some girl rose her hand and she said, well, you know, it, what if the guys go to the NBA uh, and, you know, they go to the draft and it doesn't work out. What are, what are they going to be doing after that? You know, they should go to school. And this other guy raised his hand. He's like, what are they going to be doing? What the hell would they be doing without basketball? They'd be sitting around anyway. They might as well yeah. go play, which, <laughs> I, which I thought was so honest. It's like, you know, people, and again, I mean, I think this is, you know, if not racial, race adjacent, right? We only want these basketball players and football players to go get this education. Anna right. Kornikova doesn't have to get one. Maria Sharapova right. doesn't have to get one. Um, yeah, nobody talks about the tennis person. Michelle Wee doesn't have to get one. Um, mm. who's, who's my guy? Uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, Drew Barrymore. You want to go act? Yeah, you have a tutor. You don't go to school. What school for? You think Drew yeah, exactly. Barrymore was going to school after ET when she's three years old? No, she yeah. was doing movies. She had time yeah. for that. She knew what she was going to do with her life. So it only gets to these kids, and it's like, oh, what about the school? What about the kids? And I wrote this in an article. Like, okay, maybe they don't go to the NBA. Maybe that's not what this league is that LeVar Ball started. Maybe it's just you did something really cool for two or three years until you figured out what you want to do with your life. And that's a really yeah. cool story you tell in a job interview. It's like, oh, right. yeah, I played some pro ball here, uh, you know, after high school, and I got some real cool stories to tell in this job interview. Like, maybe that's exactly. just what it is. And you got a Versus money you stayed pocket. all four years in college, and now, oh, you don't have any experience. Nice degree, right. but no experience. We can't hire you anyway. Well, I'm exactly. glad I got that degree. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, was that the, as the first Kanye album, right? It was like, guy kept having those skits. He's like, look at all my degrees. I went to school. <laughs> yeah. That was that was great. That was a classic Cla college dropout. Yep. That was, yep, uh, college dropout. That's why I still rock with Kanye's crazy. No matter how crazy it gets, I'm like, man, he still made college dropout though. Like, man, it's getting hard though. Every year that goes past is a year further from college dropout. <laughs> well, I mean, and I look back, it's funny. It's sort of conceptual albums. Like I, I look back and I'm like, that's actually a pretty hot album. Like I go through different things. Um, yep. What, you know, 808 and Heartbreaks, uh, Late Registration. You know, I, the, the whole catalog. Uh you know, some of it's a little more conceptual than others, but yep. you know, it's, well, I, I did see, I saw a debate, you know, everyone says there's the Madden cover curse and yep. then they were debating, which was more of a real curse, the Madden cover curse or the Kardashian curse. Yikes. Ah. And I mean, it's comparable depending on how you judge it. <laughs> so there've been some ruined careers. So, oh man, I was going to say, cause I, I thought Humphreys is out of the league. Reggie Bush ended <laughs> prematurely. <laughs> Rashad uh, Lamar, yeah, Lamar, yeah, that's Rashad right. Uh, uh, yeah, I forgot about my cans actually. Uh, Odom is on whatever he's doing now, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now Kanye is is crazy. What? Uh, oh, who's my? Well, it goes deeper. I remember. I think Miles Austin was in an episode. Once. Oh, that's right, Miles Austin. Having a time, and then I just didn't quite. Uh, I feel like there's another NBA. James Harden. Did we say James Harden? Harden went well. Harden got away and then had an MVP season. <laughs> he, got, he got out. So he that, got that's the key. He got out. Uh, 
Ooh, uh, what uh, I feel like I'm thinking of one more NBA. So I heard or saw, heard like someone told me, I saw on the Twitterverse, I thought for a hot minute it was Jordan Clarkson and. Kendall? Oh, that's right. Kendall, I think it was. Uh huh. And then I was going to say, and I think she's like just hanging out with Blake Griffin now. And he like, yeah, I got saw that too. the other day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know it's what? It's a curse all the way around. You just I don't think... want your name in print next to it almost. Ooh, and man, we I don't know what to... it is. We may have to look at that and just yeah. go year by year on what uh, – ooh, that's a good debate. It's, it's uh, quite the list. <laughs> uh, a second ago, we were talking about um, he got game in, in the great Bill yep. Nunn, um, and that is an excellent segue into the movie He Got Game. Uh, I had a listener slash friend. Uh, he was a friend first, and then we started the pod and became a listener. Um, <laughs> so he asked me, or he said, well, I figure – you know, Shuttlesworth Initiative podcast is a reference to uh, the movie He Got Game. And I said, you are very astute, my friend. Um, and it occurred to me that we never really talked about that on the pod. Yeah, I we hadn't. You're right. I figured most of first, first of all, where out. do you rank it in the pantheon of basketball movies? Well, let's just get right to it then. Uh, right. So, I first of all, like, I don't put... I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a regional thing, a, a hashtag to America's kind of thing. But like for it's just Hoosiers, right? That's not anywhere on the list for me. I don't No, I, No, that. I agree with that. Right. Yeah, Which, by the way, someone should go ask Oscar Robinson what he thinks about Hoosiers, right? Exactly. He is not, uh, uh, <laughs> legend has it, that's not really his his jam. Uh, <laughs> no, that legend has uh, it indeed. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's not on my list. Um, you know, I, I have a I have an interesting number one though, and that's going to okay. be Celtic Pride. Is my number one basketball movie. It was going so well. Please explain. Well, okay. I, I I rewatched so, that the other day, and maybe it's because I like uh, Damon Wayans, but yes, I just okay. think so Dan Aykroyd and Daniel Stern are funny. In the movie. Do you like Damon Wayans? Or, so was it funny? Uh, I like it, it because Damon playing basketball. Yes, that adds to it. If I have to pick a movie based purely on ability, he got game, obviously, because Ray Allen has the best ability. And maybe Blue Chips then comes into a tie because you have other big-name athletes. Let me ask you this. Watching Damon Wayans be so cocky and be so bad is hilarious to me. Who is the best – this is off the top here, but who is the best, in your opinion, actor playing basketball in a basketball-driven movie? So, you know – Oh, that's got to be Ray Allen then. No, he, he's, he does. He's, Ray, he's going to the Hall of Fame as a basketball player. I mean, like David Wayans, Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson. Oh, I see uh, what you're saying. Yeah, actors. Yeah, no. I mean, Ray so Allen does have a sad So it's best card, but. actors, but are also good at who's the best at basketball while being the best actor is what you're asking. I'm just asking, like in a movie, right? Like, do you think so? If David Wayans played Omar Epps. Like who wins in a game of hoops? Like who do you think if they played, who's the best player? Right. Well, is it am I basing it off the storyline of each of their movies? Because at the time, Damon Wayne's character is the MVP of the league on the Jets. I would I would say base it off just Just their ability. Their ability. What you think Oh well Omar Epps beats Damon Wayne's easy. You think so? Um, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't. I think while both of them aren't top-notch players at all, Damon Wayans was doing some stuff that was. I mean, come on, <laughs> he gets a shot blocked every play. Um, gosh, I don't know. Wesley Snipes in that movie. I uh, Woody I Harrelson it, surprised me with his Larry Bird jumper. I think if we go uh, advanced stats, I think actually Woody is uh, probably a little better. 
Yeah, I'm thinking so. Uh, but maybe I'm coming more from I give no white guys credit, by the way. Uh, I, I'm, I'm the I'm the um, obviously I'm a big fan of Jason Williams, white chocolate. He's probably sure. my favorite white player to ever play. I'm just not big on I have to force Larry Bird into my top 10 conversation. And wow. certainly any other white guys that come through, I'm just dismissive of them. And I don't know what that says about me, but I just am. That's just how that goes. So I was more surprised by Woody Harrelson's ability. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so anyway, you were saying, but so Celtic, Celtic Pride your number one movie. So yep, I'm going number one movie just just from enjoying it. I mean, uh, he got game is, is a better movie, um, more serious. There's more dimensions. Obviously, character growth in it is. It's just a good movie. Um, it doesn't even have to be categorized as a basketball movie. It's just sure. a good movie. Period. I think it's one of Spike's better movies, actually. Ah, um, interesting. Yeah, it's. I don't remember when he got game came out, but um, I want to say like ninety eight. Yeah, so Malcolm X was in ninety two. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's probably his best movie since Malcolm X. Um, Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. I, I, I liked it really that much. So, as far as I, I would have to put, he got game maybe. Celtic pride aside, just because I like it for the reasons I like it. It's it's he got game and blue chips are my top two. Ah, okay. So I love he got game. Um, you know, my dad used to play basketball and I played, mm-hmm. so it's very sentimental uh, for me. It has a place in my heart. Uh, the other place uh, in my heart or other parts of me uh, is Rosario Dawson. Oh my God. He said the biggest crush <laughs> on Rosario Dawson, even yep. today, like my goal. And you know, I don't know if my wife even listens to this pod, but my goal <laughs> is to like write a screenplay one day. I have a part for Rosario Dawson. I get cast. So the goal is to get cast in the movie and I can't act, but hopefully one day, like I'll be in the movie and it's like, Oh, my girlfriend just has to be Rosario Dawson. You're, you're, um, you're leaning for the edge to be able to have a potential kissing scene. With yes, Dawson, exactly. And I mean, then you're going to mess up on purpose so that you have to redo the scene. Well, it's, it's, I it, think that's most goals. I think that's what I'm going for. But my fear is that like I get there and then they're like, Oh, we cast, you know, um, I don't know, Michael B. Jordan in your part. I'm like, no, I wrote the movie. Yeah. This is now. I have to watch yep. it make out with Rosario Dawson for like six months. Um, yep. But uh, so really like he got game. Um, I do basketball. have a conceptual question for you at the end of he got game. Um, oh, what okay. you took the last scene to mean. So, okay. So obviously Denzel's back in jail. Sure. Spoiler alert for everybody. Um, Denzel's back in, in jail. We we see where um, this is after the letter has been read, um, yep. and Ray Allen is, Jesus is in the court practicing. When he throws the ball over the prison wall, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden a ball shows up in the in the gym. I'm assuming that it's the same ball from the night of the murder. Mm. And so Ray Allen looks up, realizing what that ball is. And even though his dad's in jail, he kind of smiles up like his dad is in the stands, maybe. Right. It's not shown on screen. That's just conceptually what I think is happening. And I, I've never really read anything different to contrast that theory. So I was wondering how you took the last scene. So. Because he already has a ball. And then well, this ball comes thrown in, and I, he just says teary-eyed. So I'm thinking it's the same ball from the murder. The night of the murder. How do you get the jail ball in the prison? 
or the murder ball into prison. Well, see, I'm thinking at the, whenever they played one on one and sure. uh, Jesus won. Yep. Uh, he he when he walks away right before getting handcuffed, he goes, you know, that's your ball. Mm-hmm. As in, he's not taking his ball and leaving because that's his ball. So I'm thinking that he has. Oh God, is my theory that? Not solid that that just ruined it. Because what is the importance of the ball he's throwing over then? Because why would Ray Allen grab that ball and say, "Ah, uh, yes"? Why would he be right. teary-eyed? Right. I mean, so. I think it's so. I think that so. I think the tagline poster for the film was like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Game, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it is his father is his way of saying. We always have basketball, right? His father's shooting right, shots right. In, in the yard and he throws his son the ball. And through all the turmoil and everything that happens, like the riff in their relationship starts with a basketball. And uh, oh, so here you go. So it kind of comes full circle, right? Like the in, the the problem starts the night between Jake and Jesus. When they're right. playing one-on-one, Jesus yep. gets ticked off and throws his dad's ball. And then his dad comes home and he's a little upset and he's drinking a little bit. And he's like, you know, you owe me, you know, $10 for a ball. That's my ball, whatever. Fight stops. Their fight starts and his mom dies. And that kind of comes full circle, right? The ball that Jesus threw out in that opening scene that causes everything that happens in their family. The movie sort of the art kind of ends ends there when he throws the ball back, right? It's almost sort of like a boomerang kind of coming full circle and it's like boom here we are this so the ball is not the actual ball it's just significance of the toss the circle is complete now the okay. the rest are, like yeah. man's bands like knowledge on this podcast yeah i'm thinking that's that's the way to yeah that's maybe the way it is <laughs> well that's good i also like you going uh air bud on me right there a second ago which i hate <laughs> you're like i haven't seen anything on the internet that says it's not true so i guess my theory's right <laughs> that is very much air bud that is the referee and air bud that's the referee and air bud and i hate no, it. i don't see it anywhere in the rule book <laughs> let's so, have all dogs on the court <laughs> uh, I love blue chips. Uh, I love, yes. but white man can't jump is so good to me. I remember it. Maybe it's kind of nostalgia, right? That's why I don't bang too much right. on people that are like Michael Jordan was the best. It's like okay, I know that your dad used to play one of them with you in 1992, so it's sentimental. So yeah, I get it. So I feel that way about white man can't jump. It's one of the first basketball movies. I just kind of started playing basketball at the time. I think I was like in the sixth grade when it came out. So was, I started watching it. Uh, my folks let me watch. My folks used to be weird. Like I had like a cable box in my bedroom when I was like a uh-huh. kid. Like uh-huh. I was like nine, like my son's age, like watching HBO, which is not, I wouldn't recommend for anybody that's a parent. <laughs> um, and my folks were always like, I could see violence, right? But they weren't really keen on me seeing like nudity. Right. Was, like obviously a scene in White Men Can't Jump with a very exquisite Rosie Perez. Uh, very exquisite exquisite indeed uh but my folks would always make me cover my eyes for that stuff but like what are you ranking rosario dawson above her oh of course yes okay, I mean, okay. I, you don't understand like rosario <laughs> dawson for that movie kids on like i i saw men in black 2 for i was gonna rosario i was gonna say so men in black 2 is your favorite of the three. i saw i saw was it josie and the pussycats like in 99 or 2000 yeah with yeah. Uh, my girl from she's all that uh i saw that because rosario dawson was a drummer Worst movie I've ever seen in my life. But Rosario Dawson was in it. <laughs> and it was like, ah, oh, yes. Wait, so she she's was, your number one celebrity. Is she your number one celebrity crush? Oh, no, that's Jennifer Aniston. That's all time. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. that is all. I can see like, that. Yeah, that's just. Uh, I can see that. I'm going Zoe Saldana. 
Oh, that's pretty new in the game, man. What, is, yeah. what, were, you, what, were, you, what were you doing before she came along? I think Jessica Biel. Ah. I switched. Yeah. I, I, at Topanga se- was first. From obviously. Seventh Heaven Days or how that? Uh, yeah, it was Seventh Heaven Days. And then right after that, she had uh, Texas Chainsaw. Ah, yes. Um, yes. But yeah, Topanga was first, though. Oh, Boy Meets World Days. Yeah. Uh, and then Jessica Biel. And then I literally stayed away from Jessica Biel movies because I was so mad that she was with Justin Timberlake. Oof. Wow. Keep it strong. And maybe that's one of those things I don't give credit to white entertainers either. <laughs> so there we go. Now it comes full circle. And then another full circle. You know, yeah, it's funny. Like right. I saw that Rosario Dawson was dating Eric Andre and I think they broke up. But I, I mean, even though. God, like, what a I, weird choice. What a, exactly. I thought. Like, Just. Because his 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 uh, it's not a sitcom. His show or whatever is just so awkward. See, I feel like he's like a weird dude. Like not just he on camera. I feel like he's just like that, like around the house. And yeah, like, which means she likes weird dudes. Which I can't like. I can't be Eric Andre weird. Like I'm a little quirky, but that's a little yeah. Weird. But I mean, he's like yeah, he's like Tom Green weird. Like like yes, like who's my guy? Um, because Elizabeth Moss used to be married to uh, Fred Armisen. Yes, like, yes, he's, yeah, he's and weird. Again, I feel like he's a weird dude, and I think she couldn't have said dude. as much when they broke up. She's like, yeah, yep. it's kind of weird. Uh, I like the old Peggy. Also, I had a thing for Christina Ricci after yes. Casper, whenever yes. I was younger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she was in there, too. I know we're completely off point now. but No, no, this is all the point, man. Yeah, is, uh, how do you feel about going. Paula Patton? You know, the way that she acts in movies destroys it for me because really? she's such a bad actress and wow. two guns. She was terrible. Wow. Um, what she's in deja vu with uh, Denzel. That was, uh, was she in deja vu? She was, she was very, wow, that's, with, oh, that's right. With yeah, Jesus, that's right. the other Jesus, the other. That's right. Jesus. She's yeah. Um, I just, have, I don't know. She's obviously incredibly beautiful. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I like Robin Thicke's music. Yeah, so that's go. what introduced me to her yep. when I figured out he, he was married to her. And then it's always that, you know, conversation when a male cheats on, you know, a woman, you're just like, how would you cheat on somebody like that? Right. But that's, that's the Halle Berry and oh, what's his uh, name? Eric Benet. Yeah. Eric Benet. Benet that's Benet. yep. So, yeah. So let me see. Do you have, I think I skew towards actresses more than singers. Like I think there's some, beautiful singers, but I think actresses, maybe because they're just doing a little more and you see a little more personality. Maybe it's like, Oh, even though they're acting, right. I, you know, yeah, I, I, see, I I, yeah, I agree with that actually. Um, see, there are singers that I recognize that are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyonce, obviously. Uh, but then because of hey, maybe whoa, they're, whoa, 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 before you go, be careful here with, with hive slander. I don't want this pod to get shut down. So <laughs> choose your, well, I'm going to first carefully. say that she is beautiful there. Okay. And yeah. she's queen of her music there. Sure. She is the best of what she does there. But because of how singers have to do these huge stage performances, it's mm-hmm. all just too much to me. Really? So it gets wrapped up in their personality to me. And then all of a sudden I just associate Beyonce with just so much. She just does so much. So yeah. I look at actresses as, oh, okay, well, I like this person's particular role, or even if they don't, I, I associate actresses with roles that I like versus how maybe they act in, in real life. Uh, I just yeah. think Zoe is just the cutest thing of all time. Do you have everything uh, for Katie Holmes? She had some moments, and she actually became more attractive to me once I figured out she was with Jamie Foxx. 
Ah. I was like, oh, okay. All right, Katie Holmes, good for you. <laughs> but she was she was a little weird with Tom Cruise. Um, well, I mean, remember, yeah. she was in Batman Begins, and she was uh, the the dichotomy between her character, and then obviously they replaced her character with old uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal. It Who obviously like. made yeah, I like her fine, but it made Katie Holmes more attractive, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, how do you like? So, so I skew. I also skew funny, right? Like, I think like Sarah Silverman's attractive. Oh, see, so yeah, I was fixing to say Sarah Silverman. Yeah, like, yeah, she that, is yeah. the. Uh, although there was there is this new comedian. Oh, what is her name? She was just on the James Franco roast. And oh, I can't think of her name, but yeah, Sarah Silverman is one. Um, there are some moments where. Um, who who is the uh, comedian that? Um, Amy. Schumer. Wait, are you like are you like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler? See, here's the thing: like I think they're more, and this is so subjective and a little chauvinistic, but I think they are more attractive than I would think otherwise because they're funny. Right. Like, I think their humor makes them more attractive to me than just sort of. For sure, because you can yeah. see having a conversation with them and. Right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just. Uh, uh, who was I thinking of? Um, I just went blank. So, oh, so an all-timer that used to be for me was Selma Hike, by the way. I used to really have a thing for Selma. Oh, yeah. She's like incredibly sort of gorgeous. Desperado days and everything. Speak, but you, you brought up uh, Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes. That made me think yes. of uh, our man B. Davis and Laura Dern. Uh, wow. You know what? I, I saw that the other day, and I didn't know if I was just not keeping game and I just wasn't realizing this, but yeah, he, he got himself Jurassic park. Yes. Jurassic park. Uh, Star Wars. You know, and I remember seeing last Jedi, you know, she had, she was Hoda and she yeah. had the purple hair and I was thinking, right. you know what? She looks pretty good. I don't know how yeah. old she is, but yeah, she looks pretty yeah. good. And, uh, and then I saw their pictures together and I was like, wow, we, <laughs> well, and apparently she's like so woke, right? Cause she's married to oh, yeah. my guy, Ben, Ben Harper, I think. Yep. And they just spotted with common, I think. Yep. And then Barry Bear, like, all right, this is. Yeah, this that's is. right. Yeah, that's right. Which is yeah, hard. It still kept me. It's, uh, I was still off guard for sure. But well, uh, yes. yeah, good for her. Um, so we, yeah, so he got game. Oh, what do you think? Natasha about- Legero. That's who I was thinking. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you know her? Yeah. Yes, I think she, yes, she's yeah. very pretty. Very pretty. Very attractive. Yeah. All right. Uh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was thinking, I like Above the Rim also. The movie. Oh, do you? Yes. Uh, where Not does that so. rank are then? We where, where are you sliding it? Are we even? Not so. Sorry. <laughs> I just thought I. <laughs> Crazy books. Crazy hard. No, sorry. I've never. Which, by the way, never done that on a basketball court. We never played for books. We just kind of no. got next and played again. Uh, right. I got to say, I love Above the Rim. You know what I like? I love the Above well, the Rim. Where does Dwayne style. Martin rank? As far oh, as ability, it's kind of cheating because he's probably the best actor player. But I think he used to. Play. Yeah, uh, I think he used to. Play well, yeah, he did used to play. But uh, I mean, I guess if we're ranking, yeah, I guess that's kind of cheating. I mean, that's like, uh, who's my guy? Like, like Terry Crews is the best football player actor. It's like, well, yeah, he's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 he actually did play. And uh, yeah. um, I, I oh, above the rim, I love the soundtrack. By the way, best soundtrack ever, bar none. I think. Really. Oh yeah, top. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think I'm aware of the soundtrack actually. Oh, gotta check it out. That'll be the next podcast. We'll get okay. Uh, SW, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Who else is on? Oh, I was gonna say or Tupac, but he's yeah, or he's in Cuba. However, we can get him. Yeah, we're in. Yeah, I don't know how old he'd be now, but 
Uh, yep, he's still there. He's still there. Uh, I'm going to say White Man Can't Jump one. <sighs> this is tough because I love Above the Rim. Tupac was great in that movie, too. And, yep. by the way, Tom Shepard gave somebody like 50 in like corduroy <laughs> pants. Like there's Hoodie Mellow and you know LeBron without the headband or whatever. And well, I think Tom because they're corduroys, it doesn't follow our gene logic that we had on another podcast. Yes. Well, that, yeah. I, mean, I feel like it should follow, but we at least have the example in corduroys now. I feel like he started the game in the coat and then took the coat off. Like he got like yes, six in the you're coat. Right. And he's like, ah, I'm eating up. Like he was in corduroys. Up. He's like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, ooh, I, I'm going to put, oh, God, I love Above the Rim. Marlon Wayans was great. Oh, man. Uh, oof, but I love he got game. There's, there's a college recruiting scene that he got. Um, he got game was also life changing for me. Was it? I was in high school and just starting to get like recruited. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. sweet, but I was not as good as Jesus. I was not the number one player <laughs> in the nation. And you know, I was taking a visit to you know. Like Wait, so what's it. your problem with blue chips to have it? I guess lower on your list than where I have it. I thought Nick Nolte was doing a very bad Bobby Knight impression. <laughs> and I think the end of the movie was not real. I wrote a story one time about like the most real endings in like movie basketball movies. And yeah. I said, well, really what happened in the blue chips, they'd have won two or three national championships. Guys would have gone to the pros. And then years later, we would have found out that someone was giving them money. Now that's true. Uh, yeah. You know, no one would, that, no way you get Shaq and Penny. You like quit. No, no coach has that moral compass. <laughs> no. Yeah. You're especially after years of, after were, were, were they were, was it years of losing and that's why they went this route? Well, they were hot and then they just had fallen on hard times and I guess the times have sort of changed. In a lot of ways, I mean, I say it's a poor Bobby Knight impression that Nick Nolte was doing, but it was kind of a, I mean, it's like a foreshadow. It was kind of like a Duke thing, right? Because Coach Pete didn't want to cheat. And not saying that Duke is cheating, uh, but like for well, a while, Coach for K, sure. <laughs> for sure, right? <laughs> Coach K didn't want to go one and done, and then they kept getting beat by Kentucky, and everybody else right, is right. one and done. He had like, to kind of do it. Yeah, we'll do one and done. So, well, that, is this poor representation of Bobby Knight because you actually see a, a toned down Bobby Knight in the movie? That's probably that, and then I saw Calvert Cheney dunk, Calvert Cheney dunking. I think I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to just suspend disbelief now. All right, let's just have fun. This is all going to be a fun movie, right? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Once I saw Bobby Hurley doing well, um, that's another white <laughs> player I don't like. Yeah, I, I just don't believe it. So, yeah, I, I think I think Blue Chips is good. I mean, of that of those three that I named, Blue Chips is probably after those, but it probably top okay. five. Yeah, okay. probably four. Um, and then where do you put Sunset Park as a basketball movie? I haven't yeah. seen that actually. Wow. I thought you were yeah, gonna pick that. I'm gonna have to look that up. Actually. Look up Sunset, Sunset Park. Park. Yes. It, my Wait, man from uh, Oh, your boy Terrence Howard. Uh, uh Carla from um Cheers is the coach. Ah. Uh, uh Fredo Starr from Onyx, who gave yep, us the hit Fredo slam. Star. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, looking at the uh who cast right now? There's one more guy in there. I think it's famous. Uh, guy Tory's in it. Guy Tory is in there. Um, um, Sunset Park's great. It's a blend of it's like a Coach Carter meets Dangerous Minds. Meets well, I'm assuming how dare a woman come and coach? <laughs> um, do, do you have besides Airbud a worst basketball movie? Because for uh, me, it's The Sixth Man. 
There is nothing worse than that movie. Uh, I rewatched that the other day. I actually spent money to rent that movie again the other day, and halfway through, I was like, "Oh my god, this is the poor decision." Oh, it was the worst. I, I'm not a fan. So, so I'm gonna say I'm not a fan of like Mike. But props to them for making Thunderstruck, which was basically like mine. <laughs> <laughs> basically. I but we're going to have to say Thunderstruck is worse because Kevin Durant. Because you it. copied that, right? At least yep. Bow Wow. You, you was copied it, and that is Kevin Durant's career. Yeah. Copied. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, man, um, before we go, real quick, um, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, saw some guys play at the gym, and someone screamed out, uh, ball don't lie, right? Ball yeah. don't lie. Oh yeah, she, uh, she, she, right? Do yeah. you have a favorite maxim on the court that you are impartial to? And you know, ball, ball don't lie is very popular. Um, uh, well, and one used to be basically everyone would yell it, regardless if they yes. had a chance of making it. <laughs> yes, regardless. Yes. Um, yes. Whether or not that was a foul, I was like, oh, yeah. Well. Half the time it's not a foul and you miss a shot. So you're just saying words together. Um, You hear buckets a lot after someone makes a shot maybe. Um, There used to be a guy that I played with that regardless of how garbage the crossover would be, he he wouldn't even get very much space from the defender. He would always say, come back, come back. (laughs) And the defender would be like, I'm already here. Here I am. (laughs) Still here. So I've heard that, but maybe just from that guy. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah i think and, i think and one was the and one that was, was just so prevalent was yeah that one was pretty bad uh what do you what is your uh what is your philosophy on shooting on it shooting for it on a call like tra- um, travel travel no travel shoot for it what do we got well see i learned real quickly that i would always lean on shoot for it because i can mm-hmm. shoot so yeah. i would just say whatever and then say fine let's just shoot for it and then i would just get my way that way um, but you have to generally, and I'll speak like in y ter- YMCA terms, and obviously you played there a whole bunch. You generally respect the call. Sure. And it seems to be the people that are better get their respect. So yeah. I've never seen Charles Tatum have his call overturned. Right. Even on some questionable calls on me. Mm-hmm. And I would say, no, that's not what that was. Right. Everyone would walk down to the other end of the court. Right. So I was being overruled. So I'm thinking it's, I generally like the, just respect the call. Right. Um, unless it's just so blatant, but I mean, into the game, if it's 18, 18, you're going to 20, you are going to get some suspicious calls. Uh, real quick. Um, respect my call uh, was a popular one too. Right. Oh, that so, was, uh, yeah. Uh, sort of, Respect the and, call. Yeah. And for anyone listening, uh, Charles Tatum is a guy we grew up with in our in our neighborhood, and he's uh, one of the best players that come out of our town. They end up going yep. to uh, University of Arkansas on a basketball scholarship. But uh, yeah, that's who Charles is. But um, yep. and he's currently a coach in the Dallas area. So, yeah, I think he went. He was at Midland High for a while, and then I think he yeah, was he's at in, Midland High. Uh, in Dallas. Shout out to Tatum. Um, yeah, yeah, respect my call. Uh, what do you now? Are you a win by two or straight guy on the court? Um, well, if I generally play straight, yeah. um, because uh, especially when you have a scenario like at the YMCA where people are waiting, you could yeah. have a game go forever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm more of a straight guy. 
when the game starts, are you a are you a basket guy? Like this is the winning basket. You know, we got to walk down here. This is our basket, or do you care? Because I know some people are very particular. Like don't care. Yeah, starting I, on this, it, it doesn't matter to me. This is our this is our basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't matter to me either. Way. How do you feel? Oh, this is okay. There was a for a while there. There was a summer league that that was running in our um, in our in our hometown. And uh, how do you feel about bringing your boo to the summer league? So now I've done this before. Um, I want to say it was one of the few games I played with the Whirlwind semi pro team. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to make sure, and this is the mistake I made because of who else was on the team. You have to make sure you're going to get the ball because otherwise if you're bringing your girl who doesn't know anything about the sport, she just doesn't understand why you're not doing anything. Right. So it became a, wow, I made a shot. Let me look in the stands. Ooh, she went to the bathroom. And so after the game, she's like, so you just didn't score. And I'm like, actually I had nine points. And she said, well, I didn't see you make anything. And then it becomes that debate on the way home. And then you're sleeping on the couch somehow. Somehow that works out. So uh, yes, yes. Um, I, would tend to, I would tend to lean away from doing that yeah. if you're just dating. But if you're, yeah. if you're married and they're stuck with you, yeah, come watch me play. With <laughs> you got to come watch play. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got that. Yeah, no, that, that uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Right, right, right. Um, all right, man. Well, that'll do it for another exquisite episode yeah. of uh, the Shellsworth Initiative podcast. Again, if you want to check us out or any of the um, OT, OTG, gosh, I can never do, try that again. That does it for us. Hey, if you want to <laughs> check us out or anyone else, go to the otgbasketball.com website. You can always find us on blogtalkradio.com and always on iTunes. Um, Chris, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. Appreciate it. All right, guys, that does it, and we will see you again next week. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys.